we would assume that Ryan and, and Braden would be redshirting. Is that? Yeah, I mean that, that they, they won't be. Uh, Braden's already. No, no, that, that'd be true. Yeah, both of them. Has that been the biggest adjustment, maybe for the coaching staff and the team, is not having them not only for games but for practices and kind of Yeah, I would say that that practices for sure. That uh, you know, just trying to facilitate. Uh, you know, what are we, 97, 98 practice so far with, with, with less guys. And uh, our practice guys have done a great job, the, the, the three kids that we, you know, brought in from uh, walk-on tryouts. And we've used them probably more and more than we normally do just because of, um, you know, I mean, we're down, that's four, you know, four scholarship guys were down. So uh, hopefully we get Dahl back and, uh, you know, we can – Move on. We, we we've been fortunate in other areas because we got, you know, some uh, McKay situation was really good for us, and so just look for the good things and try to make it work. You expect Dalton back this week? Able to I, I I don't know. I don't know if it'll be this week. I I, I hope it's next week. You know, for but and, and maybe a possibility for a few minutes this week. We'll just see. If he's on a, he's on a kind of a protocol, and today was the first day he got up and down, uh, and then we'll see how he feels tomorrow. And then that will determine what he does tomorrow to build up to what's next. Now that you know you're losing Ryan and Braden, does Kobe Lee's status change at all? I know you've been trying to redshirt him. Yeah, I, I think that it uh, his status will stay the same for now, and then we'll see, you know, just uh, what the future holds. Um, you know, and it's a, it's a tough situation for him, you know, not playing for five or six months and then throwing him – you know, right into a, a season that's halfway through. Um, but, you know, he is an eligible player. If, if that's what we need to do, we can. With those guys officially out, are you good with the adjustments you've made earlier in the season, or are there more adjustments to come? No, I, I think I think with that we're, you know, we're pretty set on, on, on how we want to play and who we want to play and where we want to play them. I, I would like to, you know, get Ryan uh, uh, Ryland more involved in the in – the, the rotation, uh, just to increase the depth of our guard line, and then hopefully we get Dalton in there, and then we got five, you know, uh, post guys that, can, you know, because you, you just have to anticipate uh, things, illness, injury, you know, just sickness, just you know, a lot of different things that uh, that come up, and and hopefully you're deep enough to to be consistent and manage it. Let me use one of those teams that has a lot of new guys on the roster. You have several of those teams in the West Coast Conference. How have you, as a coaching staff, prepared for some of these programs that have so many new guys? Well, film, film mostly. We watch a lot of film, and then, uh, you know, I, I think that the the comparison that you have is, you know, the team that you, that you've played and how you matched up with them compared to how you potentially will match up to these new guys. I'm, I'm telling you, he's. His newer guys are, are really kind of carrying the team. In in this case, I mean, uh, Bateman is a really a junior college All American that's stepped in and just taken over for him. And uh, you know, I'm 15, the kid from from in, out of high school. And uh, I mean, these they, these guys are just uh, and and zero the kid on the post. Those those guys are all three new guys, two freshmen and junior college kid, and they can. I think they're all still scoring 17, 18 points a game in the last four or five games. So they're taking a lot of the offensive load, and then they have great size with Hermanson and uh, the kid they start. So I, I, I think it's 
you know, it's a it's a team that for us to match up against uh, and guard, it's really difficult. And hopefully, we'll have an advantage on the other end and maybe make them make some adjustments uh, that might help us a little bit. You mentioned uh, Rylan and, and hoping to maybe get him some more minutes. What on the court attributes does he add to this group? Well, mainly size. He's got great, you know, really good uh, length. Uh, I think that his ability uh, offensively, um, you know, he, he's got it figured out pretty good. Defensively is, is, is the issue. What, what actual position can we use him in uh, to guard the three, the two, the four, and, and, and how he can help us there? Um, you know, it, it's just it, – it's and, and, and when you say – I mean, we're just talking about opportunities for him to help the, the main rotation guys, you know, and until so you put him in and, and get good minutes from him, quality minutes, keep his confidence up and keep him ready in case of whatever. So he's not going in there for the first time. And he got – you know – his career high the other night when he scored four points, and, and Ryland scored forty. I've seen him score forty-five points in a game before, you know. And and uh, hopefully we can just get him more experience at you know at this level. He feels more comfortable at it. TJ said the other day after you guys played so well that there's a danger in getting complacent or just thinking we're there. We don't. But have you noticed any complacency in practice the last three days? I I think that um, the thing the thing that you you really guard against is. You know, when you get a game that gets away from you like that, uh, and the, the score is you know a 25, 30 point game, something uh, that you have you you anticipate going into the next game up 24, 25 points. Okay, that's not, that's not the case, All right? And uh, and each game is its own, you know, preparation. Each game is its own scouting report. Each game is its own matchup, back and forth. And uh, you know, I, I think we got Santa Clara on a uh, you know on a, a pretty good night after they had really really had a hard physical game you know, with St. Mary's the night before. And so there's a lot of things that go into that, and all that should hopefully you turn the page. And now you're on a new set of pages here for this weekend, and you're starting over. And hopefully that's what I know that's what he was talking about because we talk about it a lot, and that's what we need to. Uh, to make sure that we 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 do go through the process uh, with the same you know focus, our own focus, individually and team wise. There's a story in the Wall Street Journal about inbounds plays and how Fred Hoiberg claims he stole it. From you. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, might have stole it. From I, had, I had a guy call me about that, so that it came out today, huh? Yeah. Yeah. It's online today. Uh, is is it? Is that accurate? Is that well, it's funny because uh, I actually watched the Warriors uh, play, and everybody watches the Warriors, and you see, you see that, and I go, my gosh, you must have got that from Stu, you know. And then that's I've just kind of in the last couple of years, that's what's been in my mind because everyone got that from Stu. That's what I thought. But then this guy called me, and he said that, uh, you know, he was talking to Coach Kerr, and Steve said that he got it from Fred. In fact, they call it Cyclone. and. I said, well, I can tell you why I got it. I got it from Stu. And he says, he, yeah, he, he'd, he'd just called Stu because he'd heard that that's what I was going to say or whatever. And, and Stu said, yeah, 1986 or something. He was in the fill the, the room, his office in, in uh, at Montana. Mm-hmm. And he kind of drew it up and started using it and then took it to Colorado State and used it at, 
at uh, at, U- at, the, at Utah State, and then when I hired Dave, we ran it lower. We ran it along the baselines, and we called it dribble. And instead of coming up to the elbow, we just set the, the screen on the block here, and then brought him across. And so Dave says, "Well, let's call it dribble high," and so that's what we called it. But I guess Fred uses it with the Bulls, and he calls it cougar because he got it from us when we played him. So it, this is not something that, that's that probably that that gives the the whole secret away that we're not all inventing our own stuff. <laughs> we steal it from everybody else. Yeah. Over the years, it seems like you've um, every year you deal with personnel issues in season, whether it's injury or other things. You gotta kind of mix and match and things. Do you go into the season kind of with an idea of contingency plans? I mean, you're at the point now where it's happened so many times that you kind of think of different things that could happen. And well, I, I think I think that the pro- probably the, the the best answer to that question for me would be trying to organize my roster. And then that's the biggest challenge because, I mean, we've got eight, I think maybe nine recruiting classes on this team. I mean, think about that. And you take all those recruiting classes and pieces from each one and try to get a handful of guards, a couple point guards, some forwards, you know, and to keep that balanced enough so that when you do have issues that you have a way to continue to play. And... I've used those two spots, the two non-scholarship spots, because we always start with 15, 13 scholarship kids, and then two non-scholarship guys. I've used those two spots to try to help protect in areas that could be areas of concern, and those have worked out over the years. I mean, it's, it's amazing how many of those guys have actually stepped in and played, Craig Cusick and Davin Gwynn, and, I mean, there's guys that have – and Al McKay. I mean, so it's uh, – it's a challenge. Uh, the, the, the mission creates a challenge. Injury creates a challenge. You know, this year, marriage created a challenge. I mean, we've had a lot of issues, you know. Do you ever get used to it? Do you ever kind of, I guess? Get used to it? That's all I do. It's my life. <laughs> that's, all I, that's all I do. My wife, she just wants me to get used to something else. You know, like maybe watching a movie or you know, going out to dinner or something. <laughs> this is what I do, and so. <laughs> it's it's never like overly shocking. No, uh, you know, I but it, but the one thing that's overly sh- not overly shocking, but that you really learn to appreciate is, man, we we went on a five or six or seven year run where that was not the main concern of of every team. But th- this we're in a run right now, and I think it's going to continue just because of. The rule changes, uh, I think they're meeting right now to, to, to talk about transfer rules that could really turn everything upside down. And the the days of having, you know, five sophomores turn into five juniors to turn into five seniors, the same guys playing all of that, that's uh, – there'll be very few schools, I think, that are running their programs that way. Of all that Elijah's done this year, what, what kind of stands out or what, what – Maybe are you most impressed with the, the the most thing that I'm most impressed with is probably what you guys don't see. I mean, because I knew he was a great player, and I knew he could take the ball to the basket and score. I knew he could get to the free throw line and make free throws. I knew he was going to be a really good three point shooter. But how the, the 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 leadership and the maturity of how to help guide this team, besides just being your own player, 
I mean, he he has taken he and Luke are, have been as good a, a leaders uh, to help this group, uh, not only in their own approach to the game, but in how they've helped influence the other guys. That's probably what I'm most impressed with. I, I I think I told you this the other day, but or somebody, but with Luke, I brought Luke in last week after he'd probably had the two best uh, games back to back as a player here, freshman, sophomore, or junior year. And I said, this is going to be a, kind of a shock to you, but I'm trying to manage this group, and I, I want to bring you off the bench. How do you feel about it? And after a lot of conversation back and forth, he said, Coach, I promise you this. this is what, you'll get three things out of me. You'll get, I'll play as hard as I possibly can to help this team, and I'll be as vocal as all I possibly can when I'm on the bench and when I'm on the floor, and I'll help the guys with everything they need to uh, to do to execute to make sure we can get these wins. I mean, that's pretty good. I mean, I got some stories over the years of, of really great conversations with some of my players, but that, that's, that's one of the best because there was no hesitation of disappointment or – and I know, you, heck, you have to be disappointed. I'm, I played – everybody wants to be the starter, you know, and everybody wants to be the finisher. But uh, – and then what do you do? He went out and had another two games as good as – he's had and so when you talk about Eli you're talking about leadership and that's what got me talking about Luke but anyways the, the leadership part of that when you go out and recruit a player obviously you can see the X's and O's and how they move is is that part the how the, how much of a leader they can be or will be is that something that's more difficult to see or do you have to have them in the program for that to really present itself I, th- I think you expect it from everyone that's the way I do it I, because if they're a really good player, they're usually the leader of that team that they have. But when you when you bring them in, you know that some of them are going to be really kind of wrapped up in themselves and their game and how they fit, and they're not going to get much out of themselves. They're going to stay in that the majority of the way through. Uh, and so that's when it's re- – and, 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 you know, being here at BYU with, with a lot of natural leaders – and then a lot of trained leaders, because you get a lot of return missionaries who have been uh, through that process of being a senior companion, a zone leader, a district leader, an AP, and they've learned these leadership qualities. Uh, I think that's what's uh, uh, really kind of fun to watch which guys can manage their own game and then step out of themselves and help lead others and then lead the whole team.